everybody. Welcome to episode 79 of Hot Take Sports. And I guess I'm the guest, but I'll have these guys kick it off here from the, the, this part. Yeah, this is our guy Brody. He's our uh, our big plug into all things NBA. Uh, we will, well, we don't have to go around the circle because we've all talked today. But sure. Brody, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Not too shabby. Big Everything's good in BG, bro. You know that. Yes, sir. Rez, yes, sir. Talons up. Go Falcons. Talons. Go Falcons, baby. And that BG and Toledo game, Clayton, how how crazy was that? And and football. Football? Football football, was. The entire floor that I was watching the game on, just everybody started yelling at the same time. It was great. People were literally running around the hallway. It was awesome. Oh, I was running around my apartment. It was all it was amazing. And even it made me wish that I was in BG again. You don't wish that. And that BG Toledo hockey game was oh wait. We would we would absolutely murder them in hockey. They're not cool. The the crazy thing is they're not a hockey team. Toledo's club team is actually pretty good in hockey. At least (laughs) they they were when I was in college. I've watched them play. I've watched like an MMA style brawl go down behind one of the goals. It was awesome. Kid literally ripped another kid's helmet on and was bare knuckled just pile driving him into the ice. It was awesome. He didn't do the Miles Garrett, didn't Bash one's own home. What? No, Miles Garrett probably has that trademarked at this point, so he had to figure something else out. That's fair. Him or that Miles Garrett thing does not offend me. What? Well, well you know, it was necessary to that piece of trash quarterback Mason Rudolph. So justified that too. <laughs> He's probably not even going to play for us next year. So no, there's no way. He shouldn't go to the XFL. Oh. He can back up Ben DiNucci in Seattle. Dude. No, he's going to the New England Patriots to win the starting job from Mac Jones. Ooh. No, from Bailey Zapp, you mean? True. Yeah, from Bailey Zapp. He knows. He knows. Good. As you should be. Good. All right. So, uh, Brady, why don't you kick us off? Got any special questions you want to kick us off with? This was your job to set up this interview and everything since you and Brody have been pals yeah. for so long, but you obviously have prepared so much for us. All right, so first and foremost, how horrible was it working with me to get to your current job? Oh, man, just picking you up every day. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no nothing was horrible at all, man. I enjoyed working with you top. a lot. You know, I, you were a big help because obviously – okay, we're not going to go that far in with Kevin. Well, yeah, yeah. Pulls up but, scroll. All right, all right. Delete, we'll delete that part. But anyway, but no, you were, you were a big help to the organization, man, and I appreciate, you know, being able to work with you. And I honestly learned a lot from you, and you uh, are the reason why I'm at where I'm at right now. So I just want to tell you thank you for that, man, seriously. Did you learn more of what to do or what not to do? <laughs> Well, yeah, I would say I feel like living with him. I would say the only the biggest thing I had to teach this kid was the bra- bravery to ask a player to do first pitch. I actually said that to Melzak yesterday. I go, man, with all these not, with all these veteran players who are excited, we might not actually have an issue with first pitch this year. That is true. I think I talked about it on the podcast multiple times about what we're trying to do first. Pitch. It's gonna be Clayton's job. We'll see. I was gonna say we'll Clayton. I was gonna say Clayton this morning. I was gonna say Clay. I was gonna actually gonna ask if Clayton to find out if he got the job or not. Like I got the internship there. I don't know. I my interview was earlier today. Uh, shout out to the Mudhens organization. You guys were great. Uh, yeah, it was about twenty minutes. They liked my writing sample. They liked my resume. So I'm gonna be getting an email probably tomorrow to give them an example of a game summary, and we'll go from there. I was gonna say, are you uh, planning to be on the Swamp Squad, or are you doing, a, or what? What are we gonna be doing there again? Sorry, game day communications. Exactly. Oh, so you're going to be doing what me and Brady did. Yep. Awesome. Yes, you'll love it. It's a lot of fun. Just make sure you get game notes done in time because you don't want Jim Weber yelling at you. <laughs> True. <laughs> Shout out to Jim. What you Shout out Webber. to Jim Weber, Mr. 6,000. Well, 6,000 plus. We need to be precise. Old man Webley. We love Webley. He though. doesn't watch this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> but Melzi does. Yeah, he does sometimes. Did he say yeah. anything to you about that, Clayton? No, he didn't, but he what he did sit in on my interview today. Yeah, well, he, he usually helps facilitate, so I figured he'd at least sit in. Brady, he's not over there. You're still looking at the screen. Yeah. I didn't if you want I I dare you though, on your first day, call him Mike. Call Matt Mike. That's his brother's name. He actually loves it. I called him Mike on my first day and he <laughs> actually started dying laughing. Mr. Bro- Brody was the comedian of the group. Sure, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't have an unfunny guy be the comedian. Fair. He tried though. He it's tried not so much as the comedy guy; it was more so the fact that I'd run into funny things and I just make it funnier. Like for example, that checks out. for example, what? 
careful which story you tell here. Oh, yeah, okay, I got you. It was a th- when Lloyd and uh, okay. Bach were playing cards, and I walked in on uh, Lloyd McClendon saying the famous quote that we always use. <laughs> yeah, Brady's laughing. Brady knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's too too rated for this podcast, sorry guys. <laughs> it's way too bad. Yeah, X rated. This right is a PJ PG thirteen podcast. <laughs> That'll be in the deleted scenes. Yes. My mom actually texted me today and goes, "Does Carson know that you that I watch this podcast?" <laughs> I was like, "No, mom, Carson doesn't know that you watch the podcast. <laughs> Carson That's probably nice doesn't part. care who watches the <laughs> podcast." Bro, I texted I literally that uh yesterday and I texted about the the pokey thing. He was like, "You do that, right?" I go, "Yeah." Pretty much every episode. There's yeah, we should, we should probably leave that out. <laughs> there's always some of that. All right, so Brody, you moved from so you went to BG. Yep. You worked for the Toledo Mudhens for a while. Yeah, Clayton's all excited over there. <clears throat> and then you now live in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about that process moving up the ladder a little bit? Um, so you're talking about like just like the moving process or just like going from Toledo Mudhens to the Detroit Pistons kind of deal? And your BG and UT stuff too. Whatever makes whatever makes you happy. Sure. Um, so I'll kind of just I'll kind of just talk about my journey a little bit, like how I got in, involved in what I'm where I'm at right now. So Going into Bowling Green, I started out like I wanted to be a high school athletic director at first, and that was my first thing I wanted to do, and I thought that was like what I was going to be mainly setting out to do for all my four years at BG. But then I remember talking to my advisor at one point. He said, well, you do realize if you want to be a high school athletic director, you're probably going to have to get a teaching license or else schools are not going to hire you. So I immediately was kind of like, well, I definitely don't want to, don't want to teach, <laughs> don't, not at don't all. Teach high school history. Yeah, don't do oh. not do not want to teach high school. Do not want to. I, I mean, I, I teaching is just not my forte. So I was just like, you know, my probably, insights probably wanna... to that side of the world say no, don't do it. Exactly. And plus, it would be more competitive because you know, going to a like you'd want to get into a big high school if you wouldn't want to teach. So, which is obviously going to be a bit more competitive. So I decided, you know, just let's keep exploring a little bit. So you know, after studying a little bit at BG in my major of study and everything you know i was looking around and then i w- got involved in you know some student organizations just kind of like help myself get more involved as a student kind of get involved in my major a little bit so one day i i ended up volunteering at the athletic office uh, at bowling green and i was in the athletic of communica- communications field with uh the one of the best athletic directors i've ever known jason knable of communications and he got me really involved and you know I, that's when i got kind of got like you know into the pr side of things kind of thing and that's when i kind of started to myself you know maybe i have some like you know something that I, I can do in this field so i started volunteering at sporting events you know i got to volunteer for at first i started out just delivering box scores to coaches which was like kind of like the slumps a little bit i guess you could say <laughs> but uh it was kind of like the basic stuff but it was still a lot of fun. Like I enjoyed being there. I enjoyed following every team that I got to work for. And at first, like it was always hard to get involved in like some of the athletics. Like I couldn't do any football games because I was involved in drumline at the, at that point for my first two years of college, um, which shout out to the F&B drumline. I still love, I love you guys a lot. And you guys were really great to me in my first two years, but um, so yeah. And then that kind of led me to do my first internship, my practicum internship, which I still was doing the same stuff, but I was just an intern, but I was doing a little bit more, more things. And the nice thing about uh, Mr. Knable was that he was able to like have me look around a little bit in the athletic office. Like, you know, I got involved a little bit of marketing and like, you know, every sorts of things you would see in an athletic office, which led me to my capstone, which we had to do something else, not on campus, which is why I went to university of Toledo and that I was like Trainer. more, I was more like, yeah, I guess you said, hey, I'm however, not- I will say, I remember distinctly seeing a video of you a couple of years ago. They gave out football helmets at I-75 and it was half BG and half UT and you flipped the one around at UT. So the BG seven. You still remember now. that video. Yes. Heck I yeah, I remember that video. Yep. That was my first day on. That was my first day at the, inter- at the internship at my at my desk. I literally there was literally UT and uh, battle, battle by I-75 but it was facing on the UT side. I flipped it around, but then a couple of days later, the um, head athletic director of communications, Paul Helgren, another great guy, which was like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna do something real quick," and he just flipped it around, and then I showed him the video, and he thought it was pretty funny. So, <laughs> but great. um, yeah, with University of Toledo, it was it was actually a bit. They actually challenged me a little bit, which was really nice. You know, I got to be a little bit more by myself, like you know, with uh, I was working for their volleyball team, tennis, and then baseball, which is where I got to meet, which Brady knows very well, Scotty Makowitz. Which led me to my next job after college, which was with the Sandusky Bay Ice Haulers. 
a college, uh, which is involved in a college baseball organization that you guys might have heard from uh, previous podcasts. Like I know Shout all you guys, all you guys work for that same league, and hey, the real ones know the Lima Locos post the Lima Locos, the Lima Locos, the Lima Locos. Yep, and we, I, I actually worked for the rivalry team, the Sandusky Bay Ice Haulers, and uh, who uh, lost to Lima in the playoffs <laughs> uh, because a lot of people left. Let's be real here. That excuse me? No, 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 no. The yeah. Lima, Lima came out swinging in that in those games, so you know it was a good series, and uh, it was, and even the Locos, they were cool to they were cool to work with, you know, even though they were a rivalry team, you know the and i was more like hands-on with the team i was i was always out on the field and what i was i was on pr and i was on social media and i was on um sports statistician for the home game so that was a lot of fun that got me a lot of experience as well and then that so then after that i was um still working at sports force but definitely not in pr i was kind of being an event coordinator for like U sports and i was just kind of like yeah, that's not my forte working with <laughs> sports, obviously. But uh, then after that, um, during the fall, I still didn't have a full time position. So, you know, at that point, like I was kind of devastated a little bit. Like, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, I got a degree. I got all this. But like, what am I doing right now? So I ended up working at um, a local restaurant here in Finley called Oler's Bar and Grill. I got to bartend a little bit, worked in the kitchen. But I was applying everywhere on te- on teamwork online. Like I was literally wor- working and. I mean, and there was times I literally wanted to throw in the towel. Like I was like, man, did I go to college for no reason? But then one day I got a call from the Pistons and then they offered me a job to be a PR coordinator with the Motor City Cruise, our G League squad. And, you know, I've been blessed ever since. And I, I love it a lot. It's a good point out you skipped over a, a job there between you know, throwing in the towel. Yeah, and the, Toledo the Toledo Mud Hens. Yeah, but we, we already talked about that. That was during the summer. What do you mean? That, like, that's, that was the best summer of your life. What do you mean? It was, it was, it definitely was. But I just figured like you guys already caught that point on. <laughs> Well, yeah, but still want to talk about. Yeah, but that was but that was before the season. But that was before the season ended too. Like that was like a few weeks before. Because I remember Brady was like the first guy I told I told about that as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So what was it like moving from like nowhere, Northwest Ohio State? You're looking at me on the screen right now. Caught you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's just you're right. It's just you're right there, man. You know it's what I mean? It's easy. It's easy. Well, eventually it's gonna be down there. That's gonna be worse. Well, that's why I chose this spot is because I can look at him, but he's like almost in the same pathway. So I gotta like, I gotta, like sit in the corner of this couch. <laughs> but like, what was it like moving from the Boondocks of Northwest Ohio up to Detroit to take that job? The Boondocks. Well, honestly, it was honestly it was a lot. It was very inspiring. So, like, you know, I always think to myself, like, like, obviously, I have that full time job now. But now that I have that full time job, you know, and I'm doing what I love doing. Like now, I kind of want to be an example to like people that are from where we're from, and that's you know, it doesn't matter where you come from or like what you believe in or like what you do in life. Like, you know, as long as you put in the work, you can do whatever you want to do and whatever you want to set out in life. And you know, and I always love it when you know people from Ross and just text me and say like, Hey man, you're doing a great job. And you know, I love that. And I, I just hope to see like everybody, like, you know, it doesn't have to be involved. It, it doesn't have to be in with sports. It can be whatever you want to do in life. It can be like, you know, you want to be a doctor, you want to be doing anything. Like that. It doesn't matter where you come from, no matter how small the school was. Cause everybody in the Pistons office, like they always tell me, Oh yeah, I'm from Chicago. I went to a small t- school. And I'm like, Bro, I went to a school of 43 people. Their small school of 150. <laughs> Their small school. Yeah. I think the smallest school I've heard in the Pistons office is like 350 people. I'm like, All I'm right. like, bro, dude. I, we have I, like K through 12 or something. <laughs> I don't like, even I know. I went to a school of 43 people. And, you know, and when I see when the people are like, wait, what? Like, they're like, is that possible? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, and they're smaller. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're blue. not the smallest. They don't deserve a shout <laughs> But I always try to tell people like, and that's why I always want to tell people is that, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe in, what you do or whatever, you can always accomplish whatever you want to, as long as you put in the work. So yeah, that's honestly what I think about when someone says like, how does it feel like going from there to Detroit? You know what I mean? So yeah. And there's definitely a theme of, it's not always what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. Because I mean, that was like your first three. It was like, well, I had this job and then I met this person and I was able to get this job building your way up and now you're exactly. in the big leagues ish yeah I'm getting there i'm hoping <laughs> to get up to, i'm hoping He's to get up the to the league. as melzy as melzy was as melzy was said it's like wait wait wait, guys the g league the g league <laughs> be respectful now guys it's the g league <laughs> so i think the biggest question is i mean we know obviously but the people wouldn't who's the like most famous person you've met working for the cruise 
can I say Pistons? Because I mean, I've assisted in some Pistons games too. Absolutely, in general, for sure. Say anyone. Mm-hmm. I would say the uh, craziest thing I've had to do so far with the Pistons. Well, it's not really crazy, but it involves like with the most famous person I've had to assist with. There was one time after a game, my boss was telling me, was showing me like the ropes of like what to do after a game. So I had to go in the Pistons locker room and I had to ask, Kate, I had to tell Cade Cunningham that the post that the post-game conference was ready it was ready to speak to, like the media was ready to speak to him and everything and then you know i remember just going and i was like oh shit i'm about to go tell kate cunningham to go to the media room and everything and like that stood up so, and towered over you so like i looked at but no he's a great guy like i went up to, and the thing is in the nba they're very more understanding because they they know what it's like so I just went up to Kate and he's like, what's going on, man? And he was just like, and I was like, Hey, they're going to be right. They're right for you in like five minutes. He's like, yeah, gonna, he's like, yeah, man, I'm just going to put, I'm just going to uh, change some, uh, you know, normal clothes or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then I'll be, I'll be good. And I'm like, all right. And I told KG, my boss, and I was like, he's coming. He's like, all right, good job is what he said. <laughs> yeah. He literally was just like, Hey, okay, go get, he's like, he said in like the most calm voice there, he's like, go get Cade. And I'm like, Okay. We're talking about the same guy who was just like like the first overall pick, like that kid could go. Yeah, that kid could. Yeah, Yeah. and I've gotten to do the same thing with Jaden Ivy as well. So another first, another first rounder. Well, they're they're probably what four years younger than you, give or take. I mean, Jaden definitely is for sure because Jaden got drafted the day Brady and I were working at a Mudhens game. I remember because we were watching it over. Because we were, we were sitting up in the press box watching the draft. Didn't you call that pick too? Didn't you say they're gonna go with Jaden Ivy or something like that? Yeah, at that point, at that point, I was kind of like still new to the NBA, and I remember Melzi was like, "So, wait, did the Pistons have a good day after the first round?" And we, were, I was like, "Yes." And you remember like trying to yeah. explain to him well, like, "Yeah, the they first had a good day." Pick of that draft I got wrong was the Blazers pick. I thought they'd take Jalen Duren. Oh yeah, I was surprised about that too. Jalen Duren's a dog. <laughs> oh, funny. Well, they hadn't resigned Yusuf Nurkic yet, so I, I was like, "True." Jalen Duren makes sense. I then here's another funny story about Jalen Duren. I was going to tell you guys. There's one day. Uh, sometimes like the Pist. So there's two. There's two courts in the Pistons practice facility. Like sometimes when they're overlap, like, you know, Pistons will share one side and the crews will share one side. But normally like we go two hours apart. But uh, when since Jalen's been hurt for a while this year, um, he had to go on this like, you know, elliptical machine or, or bike or whatever, because like he, he was trying to like, you know, heal himself or whatever. And I and he was like, and he and he like I saw him. I made eye contact with him, and then he gave me a fist bump. He's like, what's up, man? And I'm like. Like what's up, Jalen? How you doing? He's like doing good, man. He's like that's a cool watch. And it was when I had the when I had my gold watch, and uh, and I was like, oh yeah, it only cost like fifteen bucks. Don't let the gold fool you. So him and then Justin Turner started dying laughing, (laughs) which was really really funny. And the funny story about that watch, the reason why I'm not wearing it now is because one time I went to a bar and I did a punching bag. When I punched it, the I I landed on my watch. My watch broke. So that's why I wear this one now. (laughs) You so you landed uh, on your watch. No, the when I punched the bag, my yeah. it like the the watch landed on the bag, but I, I was already using a lot of force to bro, punch. You're and then, your watch tighter, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that yeah, I gotta cut this thing off, one of these things off right here, so that way, like, it, it's more tight around my wrist. Because this is this is kind of new, so that's why it's kind of loose right nah, now. Nah, just get a second watch. Just get a second watch. Wear thing. two watches. Every <laughs> See, every office actually, needs a two, two watch guy. On each wrist, you gotta wear four. Oh yeah, okay. Wear four. And you can always tell the time. I got you. In you every can have every time zone, time zone yeah, on your wrist. Put on every time zone, like Matt just said. I like that. That way, when you're talking to the big guys out in LA, when you're on the phone with LeBron trying to get an interview for us, oh, so LeBron, are you you want to sign with the crew? He probably would like. You can, just... you can come play at Wayne State University. You know, it's a nice place. <laughs> He's never even heard of Wayne State. <laughs> He'd probably be like, hell no, after what I said. That, that was the last word, words I said, I heard from him when I was uh, at that press conference with the Lakers and Pistons game. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, like, so is that what you do for Pistons games? Like, are you kind of, like, in charge of, like, the visiting press? Um, it, it kind of it varies. So, my first preseason game that I worked at, I was in charge of the uh, Pistons. So, that then that day, I think we had Isaiah Stewart and uh, – um, liver livers was the other guy that we had come into that and, and 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 Dwayne Casey as well we always get the head coach first Dwayne Casey but luckily I've been and the thing is since I, I I'm always with the Pistons I always kind of like hope that I get the visiting side so that way I can like see people I, I don't normally see so like you know I've had I've gotten a chance to be to see the some of the Warriors players which was uh coach Kerr um who else was in my story that day uh Jordan Poole Draymond and then Draymond, Draymond yeah, Draymond, and when Draymond is is huge in person, like he, that guy is yeah. crazy in But 
literally the biggest guy I've seen is probably Anthony Davis. That dude's like a walking like muscle, basically. Like that guy is crazy, crazy big. Like literally, like he's like walking on, he's like just walking like this, and I'm just like, hi, like you know what I mean? (laughs) Like what's up, Anthony? Green and Poole are probably cool, though, because they would be hometown guys, right? Mm-hmm. Draymond went to Michigan well, State, Jordan Poole went to Michigan. Well, the funny thing is, during before Jordan was interviewed, he was, like, trying to, like, raise up the mic. I was like, then I was like, and he just, <laughs> he's, like, made, like, a big screeching noise, and I started dying. I was, like, really holding my lap, and I was like, okay, this – I can't really laugh. I mean, like, ESPN's in this room right now. Yeah, coordinator shark laughing. I don't laugh. Oh, damn it. Get him out. Love. Get him out. Who <laughs> cares? Get him out. So what's the biggest, I mean, obviously past stuff, maybe not stuff right now, because I've gotten stories from Brady. I was like, oh, Brody knew this, but he wasn't allowed to tell us, blah, blah. So what's the biggest secret that you've had to keep? The, like like you had the inside information, but it's like social media hadn't gotten it yet. The Sadiq Bay trade was one of them. I remember we knew we knew a lot. We always know, like sometimes we know whenever a roster move happens, we always know like two days prior, but we don't tell anybody, obviously. But I think on the crew side, it was when Devontae Kaycock decided to sign overseas. He was the 2020 Lakers uh, NBA Finals champion, so he has a ring. He obviously wasn't with the team. Like, he obviously didn't put up the stats like you would expect out of an NBA Finals player. Because, I mean, like, he was a bench player, don't get me wrong. But he's he's, he's, an, he's an, a crazy good G League player, and everybody in Detroit loved loved him, even in the, on the G League side even. And, you know, and – when he signed overseas, like when I got the word from uh, Coach Baker and uh, our GM, Ben Carloni, like, you know, I was just, like, my jaw just dropped. I was like, we lost our leading score. We lost the, we, I mean, he was, he was our only potential chance of getting, having an all-star player and on, in the all-star game. And the next, next up game is what they call it in the G league. But, um, you know, and he and I was just literally like, you know, man, and I had to wait like literally probably a whole week till I could even spit it out and tell anybody. That's so every because everybody just kept saying because I'm a PR coordinator and like you know that fish meme I was post like, hey, any roster moves or anything? Hey, you, what up, pizza? <laughs> and then yeah, literally, and like literally, I, was, I I kept getting like that meme just going like, what happened to Kaycock? <laughs> and I'm just like, where's Devonte, bro? And I'm like, I don't know where Devonte's at, bro. He's not with the team, bro. <laughs> but then I eventually was like, yeah, he went overseas. He he plays in Russia now. If anybody wants to follow him on social media or anything okay. like that. So you mentioned the sneak bay move. How how like how much prior did you know? Like, we were literally talking about Sneak Bay like three hours before we got traded. Well, here's how I found out. What I found how I found out was uh was one day I was in practice with uh the well I was okay so I was assisting media at practice who wanted to get who are photographers I wanted to get some action shots of the cruise players which was one of those practices where um the Pistons were also like kind of like sharing one court like it was mainly like the players that were uh on rehab or whatever, like that were injured. That was trying to get some shots in like Marvin Bagley was there. Jay Nivey came out and shot a little bit, but he, he, he wasn't hurt. He was just trying to get some shots in and everything. But Sadiq came out and I remember, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent or not, but he was talking to our head coach, which our head coach, DJ Baker is also the player development coach of the Pistons as well. And he was talking to him. And I just remember Sadiq having this like weird look on his face. And I was just like, and then, when I remember Bray, when you were texting me about the tra- trade deadline or whatever, and I was kind of thinking to myself, does Sadiq just get traded or whatever? So eventually, um, I ended up finding that one out though by a tweet because uh, we, I, there's this one guy who comes to our post game uh, conferences all the time. Uh, Mike Curtis's name, great guy, great Detroit writer as well. He he covers, I believe he covers all Detroit sports, but he tweeted out that Sadiq Bay just got traded to the Warriors, which the Warriors only had him for 11 seconds before the Hawks offered, just said, hey, guys, five-second round picks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they started making it rain with the second round picks, and then – but I still think to the, to this – I still think, because how I actually found out was I was with I was with Ryan Terrell, and, and um, at me as a PR coordinator, I had to be with the players if they ever have to go speak somewhere – so I took Ryan to the school because he had a he went to the because we went to this uh, high Jewish populated school where like, you know, all the kids were their yarmulkes and everything like that. And then Ryan was speaking to them. And as soon as like my phone vibrated, it was a tweet. And then I was just like, oh, my God. And I, I showed Ryan and Ryan got hyped because he's like, we got Wiseman because he was a G leaguer. And we were just like thinking, oh, my God, like we're going to be good. Like, on the, but then I, but then I, but then I looked at Ryan, I was like. Ryan, you think we trade Sadiq Bay for a G League player? Like, come on. <laughs> yes, you literally did. Because James Wiseman struggled in the G League for half the season. Yeah, James Wiseman might just finish the year with you guys. 
Nah, he actually didn't do that bad on the Pistons. To begin to begin the game, I was keeping up on Twitter. He actually had a really good start to the game. Wait, tonight. did he actually play? Yeah. 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 Was last it was, night. Yeah, it was, it was his last debut, night. right? Last night, I think. And shout out to our very own Stanley Amude, who was our first call up, who signed a 10 day contract with the Pistons. He scored his first two points against Boston after going two, two for two from the free throw line in the garden. There you go. In the garden, too. In the garden, yes. I still think it was crazy that you guys traded for James. Am I allowed to say you guys? Are you considered a Piston now? Am I allowed to say I that? I mean, I'm more, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more so of a cruise. Yeah, like Melzi said, I'm in the G League. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I'm in the G League. Yeah. He basically, you can just, you can rope it. Anyways, I think it was crazy that the uh, Jalen Duran went off for like what do you have like thirty and twelve or something. Oh, like that. it was nuts. The day they traded, it was for James insane, Wiseman. I was like, yeah. you guys, you have the like the youngest guy in this last draft class. Why, why would you yeah. go out and get James Wiseman? But then the game notes and everything were saying that they were going to start Wiseman and bring Duran off the bench. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, why? Why would you do that? You yeah. have it there. I don't know if you have any information on that, but. Well, I I, what I can tell you definitely is that, you know, Duran is definitely a very talented player and he's going to have a, he's going to be a big part of the future with the Pistons. And obviously, you know, our record doesn't show it right now, but like, I definitely think in the future and the years to come that the Pistons are going to be one of the top teams in the Eastern conference. And I and mark my word for that as well. Oh, the course disgusting. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, you I mean, you really sound like a PR coordinator right now. I like it. Yeah, you do. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about a professional hat right now. Cunningham. Ivy. You know, and obviously exactly. this year, I feel like we kind of backfire a little bit with all the injuries because, I mean, I guess it's like a, I guess it's like a Detroit curse or something. Like you know, injuries always happen, and like you know, um, Marv, like Marvin Bagley's been hurt for a while this year, and you know, he's a big, big aspect. Like I, I still remember the first preseason game I worked at. Not even a minute in, like you know, he, I think it was his knee, I believe, but I remember he just went down, and then. I was maybe like, uh, I was like, oh no, I was like, not already to the start of the season, you know what I mean? And this, well, the season hadn't started; it was a preseason game. Here comes a press release. Yep, but but I didn't have to write it. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a press release. We, when someone gets hurt, what we usually do is we try to we we tweet it out. Usually, if it's an injury, is what we do. Because Pistons PR has their own PR Twitter, but obviously Motor City Crews, we just use the main the main uh uh tweet Twitter account since we're just a minor league team, obviously. So. But going back to what you were saying, Matt. Sorry, we got a little got a little off topic there. But that is uh, literally the definition of our podcast. Don't worry about (laughs) it. Yeah, we're we're actually off topic sports. Uh, We're not hot takes. We're doing off. But going back, but yeah, I definitely think you know in years to come we're going to be a very good team. And like you know, obviously we have a little bit. We have we have some people that are saying like, oh, you know, like you know, we need to you know just not count this team team in or anything like that. But just give us some time, and we will definitely be up there in years to come for sure. Because I mean, I, I we already know. Once Jaden gets uh, once Jaden gets up there and in his prime, he's gonna be good. J- Duran's already showing signs, and even I mean, even Jaden Ivy, like he's one of the top like top players as a rookie. If you look at the stats, and same with Duran. I mean, Duran, it's Duran, it's obvious that when you watch him play, and you know, Cade Cunningham is a like crazy good player. And I mean, Detroit loves him. I mean, when you go to a Pistons game, that's the number one jersey you see people wearing. Even me, I own a Cade Cunningham jersey, and. Uh, as weird as it sounds, because you guys, you guys remember me being a Bulls, Bulls fan, fan. growing mm-hmm. up. Yep, <laughs> double trader. Ha. Hey, 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 hey! I still root for the Pistons. You know what I mean? They're still my the yeah, Pistons yeah. are my team now too, and I'm I'm actually investing in an Isaiah Thomas jersey. Actually, believe it or not. So, I, I like both teams. Bulls fan right now, anyways. <laughs> I know. I want to see if I get into public At least the Pistons have a direction. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls and the Wizards are literally the same team. Yeah, the Bulls are deep. No, it's just a flat line. Yeah, they're not even well, at Yeah, right flat now. line because they're dead going down. I was going to say, the Bulls are not even – probably not even going to make the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. so. And they didn't make a trade at the deadline, which is Yeah, crazy. they did nothing. With You're telling me. <laughs> Brody goes, I want to see trades, but not for the Pistons. That makes my job yeah, harder. <laughs> no, it doesn't make my job harder. Remember, that's the Pistons PR, not, not Motor City Cruise PR. <laughs> you know, Brody? I don't care. <laughs> you know, right. since we're talking about the G League, I have a trivia question for all you Ohio State basketball guys. No clue. Okay. So, who tried out for the Who tried out for the Motor City Crews from Ohio State? That's not it. But let's try and guess that. Ooh. Yeah, he he was a center. That's how your guys' recent, a center. How recently? Like this year? Would have been my freshman year of college. He played for Ohio State. Oh my goodness! I don't even know. Yeah, yeah I don't. Is even it? Know. Yes. Freshman year college. Wait. My Wait. Year year. Is it one of the oh, Wesson brothers? Nope. No. Wait, what'd you say? Who'd you say? Again, one sorry. Of the Wesson brothers. No. Okay. Oh, Caleb Wesson. What happened? Jared Solinger would have been way before your two. No, Solinger was with the Celtics. We <laughs> got drafted to the Celtics at least. Well, I don't even know. I don't even have I don't even have a guess. Mm. Amir Williams. 
That name honestly doesn't it's, even ring a bell. Nope. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. How okay. old is he? Crazy. Not, I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> That's part of the problem. <laughs> but he didn't he didn't make the team, so I mean I didn't really have That's much fair. time to invest That sounds in. right up to Ohio invest, State. Invest State. Say, that sounds like Ohio State men's <laughs> basketball right there. I did I did post a Snapchat story of me no, saying, Hey yo, Amir, oh hey, she was like, I O, baby, I O. <laughs> Do you need tickets for sporting events, comedy shows, and any other events that you're going to? Because we have the deal for you. Use code HTS with our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is an online app. We all use it. We've all used it before in the past. Use code HTS at checkout to receive $20 off of your first purchase. That's code HTS at checkout for $20 off of your first purchase. I used these to buy Brewers versus Dodgers tickets last summer. I know Brady's used them to buy football tickets before. We love it. It's super easy. It's super convenient. So we encourage you to use it. Use code HTS at checkout for $20 off of your first purchase. And like we said, that can go to minor league baseball games when that's coming up this season. If you're going to the World Baseball Classic, which is coming up, that would be fun. You can go to that. Um, spring training training games are going to be coming up. You got the NBA. We used it when we went to the Timberwolves Cavaliers game a few months ago. And yeah, you can use it for just about anything. So use code HTS, $20 off your first purchase. So I've said this on the podcast before, Bowling Green alumni Daquan Plowden plays with the Birmingham squadron in Birmingham, Alabama. They're the Pelicans G League team. What former Ohio State player is one of his teammates? Recent, within the last four oh, years. Dang, I thought, I thought recent? I was gonna recent. Guess, for some odd reason, I was going to guess John, John Diebler, but I was like, no. EJ Liddell. What? EJ Liddell. No, he's hurt. Correct. He's hurt. Oh! He it's EJ Liddell. EJ is Liddell is on the Birmingham yeah. squadron. Is he actually playing now? I don't know. I checked, I checked to see if Justin Turner was on the cruise earlier he today. He got drafted by the so Pelicans. Like, well, we'll see, see how, see how old Daquan's doing in Birmingham. And then I saw EJ Liddell's name on there, and I was like, oh. I wonder if he's getting Yeah. Him. I knew it would either be EJ Liddell EJ or Dwayne Washington, and I'm sure as heck was not going to get away. I was in Phoenix. The, yeah, Soon to be D'Angelo Russell. What? Hey. In the G League? Hey. He ain't going to the G League. My man dropped 20 the other night. He's making a max contract playing for the Lakers. <laughs> is, he getting, is he getting minutes? Because last I knew, he was I'm just still looking. I was just saying, I don't think he'd. Yeah, hurry. Hurry. Hurry up. Faster. Are you done yet? Nope. Right. Swipe. Well, Matt's looking. Left. I have a right. fun question. Go for what you it. got for me, Isaac? What's, what's going to be your XFL football team? Oh my, my XFL yes. football team? Mm-hmm. Yes. See, See the funny thing is, like, I don't, I'm not, I don't really follow XFL to the point where I know, I know the teams really. But I guess you could say maybe, um, whichever team is the closest to Pittsburgh, I guess you could say would be oh, my team. Yeah. So pull up the list. I remember when yeah. uh, I think Cardell, I remember when Cardell Jones went there. Went to the XFL still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you got the. I think it's the DC Defenders. I said I'm gonna be, or I'm a Defenders guy. Um, I'm I'm going to uh, Seattle. Being the new team, just because I know. Is there, even, is there even a probably. Pittsburgh team in the XFL? Probably not. Yeah, he hasn't I don't. Think I know there's so. a football team called the Pittsburgh. Isn't there one team in the like in some other league called the, the Pittsburgh AFL. Maulers or the AFL? AFL yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's okay. AFL. The Arlington Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks. There's... The Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas, just said just like that. DC Defenders, Seattle Sea Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Vegas Vipers. Now I'm gonna go. Well, if it's Arlington, then that means it's in Texas. So that'd be like right. that'd be mm-hmm. almost be like. And as a Steelers fan, you hate the Cowboys. But here's the thing: Our, the Renegades is a good name if you're a Steelers fan because every time in the third or fourth quarter. They play when they need a big stop. They play the song. the The lights go out and they play. They play Renegade and the crowd goes nuts from Sticks. I was just saying Renegade from Sticks, not TikTok, you loser. I, I know, that was, that was <laughs> but they joke. play. They play <laughs> Renegade and the crowd, the crowd goes wild. So I might, I might, I think I could root for them because they're called the Renegades. Shout so that could be shout out to Sticks pick. and shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. That's probably the only Houston football team that you actually would, would want to like. So. Uh, yeah. I'm going to wait until about halfway through the season and see what team has the worst record, and that's going to be my team. I told him, man, just like the Seattle Sea Dragons, they got Ben DiNucci and Josh Gordon. You can't go wrong. And that's why he's a Kraken fan as well. <laughs> well, no, you like them because they were new. Yeah. Good call. Dumb reason. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That's the Battle Hawks. Oh, I know a good way that we can nine. end this off too when we get to the end of it. Oh goodness! All right. Oh, no. uh, yeah, so... Brady's a crackhead. No! <laughs> yes, do it. Yell into the mic. <laughs> so, who's your favorite cruise player to talk to? Funniest favorite, <sighs> best so story, something. Anyway, uh, I can. I'm gonna divide this one up into kind of like different categories. So, I think my favorite cruise player to work with is, and this is because, like you know, it's like history is involved with it. But that's Ryan Terrell because he's very down to earth. You know, he went from being in division three basketball to playing in the NBA, the NBA G league. And obviously he led all three divisions. If you guys, because if you look at the stats from the year, his senior year, he led, I think, I believe it was 27.1 points per game. Um, and just hearing his story and, you know, knowing his family and just know, and just knowing that what he does on, on Fridays and Saturdays, he doesn't, he doesn't look at his phone. He like, he never gets on his phone, does not use transportation, like we like nobody like nobody can talk to him media nothing but um because he, he's doing sh- what's called shabazz what jo- jewish people do which uh, what they call it what i believe is what they call like kind of like their work is, is what they call it so um there was one day i remember um we were traveling on the road and his family actually invited me to join them for shabbat and i got to eat what was they call what's kosher food Cause they, he doesn't eat anything but kosher food. Cause that's a uh, part of his, part of his religious views. So, you know, getting to know him and like knowing that it's like history. Cause I still remember when we drafted him, like I was like, I, it kind of like brought spark to my eyes. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to make my job like crazy, crazy fun. Because every, my, I remember when we drafted him, I got like 10 emails saying like, Hey, can we schedule an interview to talk to Ryan Terrell? Like this is like the first Orthodox Jewish basketball player to be, playing at the NBA G league level. So I think the, he would be, he would fall in as in like, it's the most interesting guy I get to work with my favorite guy I get to work with. And it's just because like, um, knowing how he's an NBA veteran and how just great of a guy he is and knowing that he's got a family to go, knowing that he, he's taking care of a family and just because obviously in the G league, you're not getting the same treatment as the NBA, but like, you know, he still shows passion about football, even though he's got, crazy things to look after too after the game like outside the game that's Jalen Johnson who was actually a former Chicago Bull actually he's a four-year NBA veteran he played obviously when it used to be called the D League now it's called the G League because of the Gatorade sponsor but um he's he's a great guy too you know he never complains whenever uh I ever ask and not, not, not a lot of the players do on, on our team that complain about interviews or anything like that but he's he's always you know just willing to work with me and like he and he always says hi to me he gives me a fist bump whenever whenever I see him and I I always appreciate that of him. Um, probably the funniest guy is probably either Trayvon Palmer or um, Shandre Jones or Buddy Bayheim. Buddy Bayheim, you know I I can I can literally say anything that guy would just start busting up dying laughing like once like. For example, the other day I told Brady this on the phone. Like I said, "Hey, buddy, did you eat your three swishes cereal the other day?" Which used to be a, a a cereal company that he used to be promoted for when he was at Syracuse when it was called Three Wishes Cereal. But during the commercial, he would joke around and say, "Try three swishes cereal," and they'd be like, "Cut, it's three wishes." You're like, "Ah, oh, man!" But like, so but uh, Stanley Amude is another good one, another guy that that can cooperate with me as well. So honestly, I mean, there's not really a favorite one. Everybody, everybody's great on that team, but um. Yeah, everybody, everybody's great. But I would say, like, the most interesting one to work with is Ryan Terrell just because, like, you know, knowing his worldview and, like, like just knowing, like and, – and another thing I want to go back to Ryan is he has he, – he, he walks to every game we go to on the weekends. He doesn't have a bus or anything. He walks from his hotel there. It doesn't matter if it's four miles, raining or snowing, he'll walk. And I've had to walk with him. Like, I remember in Cleveland, I had to walk with him from the arena back to our hotel, and it was so super cold. That's crazy. And he was he was still willing to walk. And not only that, people were asking for his autograph. So I'm just sitting there like, you know, mm. <laughs> like, and I'm like, wrap it up, Ryan. I'm freezing. <laughs> but, like, you know, I obviously wasn't going to take that moment away from him. But, like, he's just down to earth with everybody. And, you know, it doesn't matter if kids hover over him after a game. He'll, he'll sign everybody's autograph. That's so cool. Yeah, he's a cool Her guy. He's a platform like that and just – Make it's awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. I can't pass over this. You didn't know it was called the G League because of Gatorade. You know how dumb are you? <laughs> yeah, he's he's the, what are you talking about? What else would the G stand for? I just thought it was always called the D League. I don't know. Here's, question. here's a trivia question: What did the D stand for? It was called the D League. Developmental. Yep, developmental league. Yep. 
Now it's called the G League. I don't know, you know so many useless baseball stats, and you didn't know that. Bro, I don't know why minor league baseball is categorized by A's. All right, well, then I expect a seven-page paper by the next time we record. <laughs> and we're taking a week off next week. So single space. Got time. Single space. Single space. No double space. Actually, no I'll double do space, but you can points. you can have a point two five. Yep. I was going to say you could have size 14 fun. No, nope, 12. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to keep gonna it t- basic. No. Point, point you want to make times drill? Yeah. Calibrate so much in 86 I know. I Anything, anything's better than times new Roman. Why do they always make us do times new Roman size 12? Calibrate looks way better. Times new Roman is smaller. Yeah, small font. Right more. Is it really? Teacher, the teachers wanted yes. pain. That's what oh, they, that's just to me. like a super tiny fraction smaller. I learned that from one of my professors. Yeah, but the whole point of the font size is yep. <laughs> to make this. What they yep. wanted pain? No, that's because cap because no teacher actually wants to read more. Exactly. That's, that's facts. why when you get to college, your discussion boards they don't actually read it. That's why you have to comment on other people's. You are doing yeah, the grading know. for yeah. them. All right. I really enjoyed your worldviews. Please elaborate. I would love to connect with you. Bro, no. That's my favorite when they're like, ask a question so you can keep the conversation going. With who? No, nobody's <laughs> responding no. to that. <laughs> I'm not going back to my discussion board post. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't basketball. Since I'm here, I got to ask, what was your best memory of Bowling Green? That's really a tough one. You know, like, I would definitely say probably – I honestly, it, as weird as it's going to sound, it was the day – it was probably the day I made the drum line. And, and even though that was I, – I, I was – already enrolled as a student so technically you could say i was still a student but you know still think about like small memories like that even though at the time i thought it was a big moment even though it wasn't really something like in my career that, that was going to affect my career that was still some that's like you know still lies with me like that excitement still like you know just still fills me up inside like thing like man i got to march i got to march in a d1 college i know i sound like a band geek but you know it's it's still a good you memory hey, once a band geek always a band geek hey you know that's true but yeah, that's that's probably still to this day, and that's the crazy thing is that's one of my first memories there, and yeah, that's still probably my favorite memory. Where did you live when you lived on campus? Uh, my freshman year, I lived in Chrysler Darrow, and then sophomore year, I lived in Falcon Heights. Then junior and senior, year, I lived at the Hillsdale apartment complex. By the way, got stuck in Shitty K as a freshman. Miss you. Wait, what did you say, Clayton? You got stuck in Shitty K as a freshman. Stay the whole. Oh yeah, but hey, it was actually it's not a bad dorm if it comes when it comes to socializing with people. That's true. I've heard that. Is it a shitty? Is it a shitty dorm? Leo's off to clean the streets of America. But yeah, like, is it the best? Is it the best dorm in the world? Like, no. But I did have the uh, what's it called? Uh, Chrysler Sundown there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's called late night now, but yeah, same late thing. Night, yeah, when I was there, it was called Chrysler Sundown, but that that was still fun. Chrysler well, Sundown that's what they called it back in the day, I guess, when all the old people were here. <laughs> yeah, Brody, he's called you old. I know, I know, man. The old school people. Brody, you were what three years ahead of us? Yeah, or oh, no, three years ahead of me. Five, three. Four, four I was gonna say four years ahead of us. Me, for yeah, you, yeah, that's right. Some of you guys, because Daniel was yeah. three years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So you, yep, that makes sense. All right. Um, anybody got any more? Questions for Brody? Your favorite general? memory overall? Any of your sports stops? I was gonna say favorite his entire memory. life. You're just asking for his favorite memory. Any any of your sports stops? Favorite any memory. of my sports stops? I would say when I got to write an article on the 2020 Detroit Tigers first overall pick, Spencer Torkelson. The fact that I got to sit down and well, what well, not sit down, but stand and talk to him, I should say. Stand and and well, I was outside the locker room. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it was but still being the fact that i got to like look that man in the eye and ask him questions and then write a story about him like i think to this day that will always be a great memory for me for sure i got to publish that story actually because your your uh software wasn't working no it wasn't just hit the pul- you got to click the publish button I for did. me I <laughs> you got to click the- so published clicked on by brady bain for that yeah. story <laughs> hey, that'll be you this year right yeah, you're, you're the big dog. We'll be interviewing. Who would be a good? Who would be a good one? You get to interview. I mean, Andre. I'm gonna, hunt, I'm gonna hunt down Daz. That Daz Cameron's not here. He went to the. I know. I'm gonna hunt him down, Brody. I gotta go find him. You know who you really need to find? A life. Colton. That's true. Colton Ledbetter. No, <laughs> we do not. He's, he's we do not Is speak he? his name around me. Why? Because he's dogged your team. He's, he's, dog. Dog. he's destroyed hey, not as, your not team. As much, not as much as Brandon Berger dogged you guys <laughs> before yeah, he left. You're, you're right. <laughs> I, 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 I do want to reach out to him on Twitter. Okay. I'll tell you who really dogged you guys was Jeremy Grayley. 
Your you whole know, team dogged us when you came to our place. Yeah, I vaguely remember just sitting there, sun in my eyes, because I forgot my sunglasses that day. And we're down like, what was it, like 14 to 3 or something like that? And I'm oh, just yeah, like dominated. Long, long that, that wasn't the day Jeremy pitched. Brandon pitched that day. But I remember like Scotty Mackwitz. I think didn't Scotty hit a grand slam that day? Yeah, I think he had multiple home runs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Mac Mackie got the home run. Not the home run, the MVP of that league that year. Clayton, what the day Grayley pitched was the game that got suspended for rain. Because he just kept standing on the ball. He just he took 97 years between pitches. He <laughs> just like came over the reason there's a pitch clock now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he pitches anymore. Fun fact though, he used to, he played one of his teammates is named Antonio Brown. Oh, dude, no, our pitch our our coach one of our coaches used to call him Gravy because he played with him in college. All are right. Awake? Are you guys are we good? Yeah. Brody, I remember you saying you had a thing you wanted to close us out with. Closes out. What was I gonna close out with? I don't know. You leaned over to Brady. You both laughed, and you had something really. Oh cool. no, no! Do it. Do, do it. do it. Do it. Do it. Open. I don't know. Can I do it, please? I don't know. Do it. it. Well, hold on. All right. Is this the actual end of the episode? Like you no. want us to be done, or this no. is just something funny? Closing out with this, right? This is something funny. Like, like the, you want it to be the very end? Because, like, I still got a question for you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You have to answer. Yeah, that's my. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to end, 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 end with that. Still, that's gonna be cut out. No, no. Ask away. Ask away, guys. Seriously, I just. Ask away I just I... want your best hot take for. Any, I mean, any sports you want. Best hot take. Like, don't you coming, dare say the Detroit coming up the NFL Warriors. season, end of the NBA season, next MLB season. Kenny, you Kenny Pickett is the future of the Steelers. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is going to win a Super Bowl for the Steelers. Kenny there Pickett, is, is, there's a Kenny Pickett is going to win the Super Bowl for the Steelers. Kenny Pickett is going to be fed alive to Miles Garrett. <laughs> Najee Harris stiff-armed that dude. Do you think he's going to actually be a freaking <laughs> – he's going to feast on Kenny Pickett? Well, yeah. He's going to eat his small did, hands did, like did potato did, chips. Yeah. <laughs> Najee Harris literally stiff-armed that dude in the ground. Yeah. He's literally famous because he hit my Mason Rudolph with a helmet. Let's be real, guys. Oh, you know, yeah, because Mason Rudolph's a racist piece of garbage. Players in the NFL or anything. TJ Watt's better. That's By one sack per year. He plays. He plays. Look at his stats. He's played significantly better. less games than Miles Garrett, and he still has way he more sacks. He's younger. That's how it works. No, it's not. It's because he because TJ Watt's been hurt more than Miles Garrett, and he still comes back and plays like he's not. He's still healthy. I'm not doing it you right now. <laughs> That's literally what our podcast is for. <laughs> I know. TJ Brady, you're just mad Garrett. because both of our teams have a great defensive line and true running backs and true wide receiver. Bro, runs. my defense is better than both of yours. No, it's not. You guys, your, your guys' defense is only good against us because we had Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. <laughs> or no, our defense is just good, period, most of the time. Nah. Nah. I still think if Cole, Cole take, the Browns defense, defense will be better at. statistically Hold than on, the Patriots next season. One spot. <laughs> Cool. Our defense Take. destroyed defense your team was better than all of you guys. Is anyways, Sorry. shut up, Matt. <laughs> uh, no, wait, you're trying to be Leo. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. What team is Leo going to be? Cowboys. 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 Oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah, he throttled all of you this year. <laughs> That's true. Doesn't matter. His team will never make it past the divisional anyway. This team is still making it farther than yours, though. Well, probably but, listen, Brady. Where are you at without Tom Brady? You're nowhere. You're on my level. Literally mid. They've got Bailey's ass. <laughs> exactly no, mid. Nobody knows what happened with Drew Bledsoe. No one ever knows. And then we never will. He works at a and he nobody speculates on it either. Drew Bledsoe the wine. Yeah, he he like he has his own wine field and everything. Interesting. I don't know. Crazy. Like, yeah, he's a wine guy. That'd be a great interview. So Drew. What was it like when Tom Brady replaced you and kicked you out of New England? That'd be worse. That'd be a worse question to ask than when the media people ask Spencer Torkelson, how's it feel to get sent down? That was that was <laughs> still That's just mean. The, that was the mean. biggest dick move I've ever witnessed. I wasn't the Troy there. Free Press guy goes, So, how's it feel to be sent down to Toledo? Dick. <laughs> oh, you know, that's really interesting. Why are you staying? I'm staying in a hotel. Really? Why is that? Because I don't plan on being here for long. Oh, that's kind of funny, you know? You know? No, because the skill gap between AAA and the majors is crazy. Just like the G League and the NBA. I, mean, I wonder if he, I wonder he, if he, he went up in September, right? Went down, or you mean? No, Tor Torque went back up in September. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he actually played. He actually played pretty decent he in did. September. He played much better. I'm excited for Torque. Me too. Hey, another player that pains me is in division, but yeah. But yeah, still like Josh Allen. Well, we're not we're not going to win the division next year. I can tell you that. <laughs> I know it's going to probably. You're never going to win the division. <laughs> it's going to be the guards. Bullshit. 
Exactly. It better be Clay Gibson. Hey, oh, I have it on record. Owen said, "What? What is yesterday in terms of real real time that the Guardians would make the World Series?" Owen said it. Owen said that, is said that he's, he's Owen said the Padres beat the Guardians in the World Series this year. Yes. No, Guardians don't even make the World Series. We I don't think we do this have a chance of getting the World Series. Guardians, no, won't. You know, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> no, bro, Orioles gonna be wildcard team. Freshman for MVP this year. No, that is true. The Orioles actually had a pretty decent year last year too. Yeah. Honestly, if the Orioles were if the Orioles were in a different division, they would they probably would have made the playoffs. If they yeah, were in a different, I know. I think the Orioles are wildcard team. Check out uh, Double Barrel Action. New new I mean, hey, project. I I do think Detroit will have more wins than they did last year, though. I think you can't get worse. Well, than that's last not year. that hard. I was gonna say you can't get worse than last year. Yeah, he's fine. We have four minutes left, so wrap it up. Okay, Mr. Demanding. Jeez. We're just talking sports. Adam Wainwright for Cy Young. <laughs> Adam freaking Wainwright. That's not happening. Bro, That's the hottest takes. take we've had today. Tristan McKenzie for MVP. Oh, I don't know about More that. Tristan McKenzie for MVP. All right, you're done. Yeah. That's you're done. for Cy Young. All right. Anybody got anything else for Brody? Nah, I think I'm good. I'm excited to see what he's closing with because Brady clearly doesn't want him to do it. Yeah. It, it's worse than the what happened meme. He can do it anyways. This has been Hot Take Sports episode 79, I think. Yes. yes. 79, 79 yep. yep. Checks out. Thank you to Brody and the Motor City Cruise for uh, letting us have him on. I don't know if that's how that works because that's kind of your job to decide who does media, but you were a guy who got to join the media this time instead yep. of helping other people do it. <laughs> exactly. so that's a fun little change. Um, check out Drew Seifert Racing. Um, use our code HTS Siki. Yep, flash the hat for us, Clayton. Thank you. And uh, Brody, thanks again for coming on. Thank you very much.